0: You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher radio network.
1: Hey everybody, it's April 13th, 2014. Episode number 267 of the Take Him With You podcast. I'm Rick.
2: And I'm Amy.
3: You know, well, I'm a chicken fried, A cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And a radio, Beneath the shade of a Georgia pie, and that's home you know. Sweet T Pecampine, homemade wine where the peaches grow, and my house it's nine months to talk about.
1: So we're walking through the grocery store and it was after church, and, and this ge- is
2: last Sunday, actually.
1: And and we're putting stuff in the cart, you know, and we come around, and to get to the milk, you have to walk through the, the wine and beer section.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, we've been married almost 28 years in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And in 28 years, we've never... Well, I bought one bottle of wine and a bottle of champagne in the entire twenty nine years, 28 years.
2: And one time, when I had a really bad cold and was away from home, I did order a wine cooler and drank half you of it. Remember wine
1: coolers? Do they even serve those I, anymore?
2: I drank half of it because I was so miserable and I was away from home and I had like the chills. And I drank half and I couldn't drink the other half because I just felt it would be wrong.
1: Okay, so we're, <laughs> we're in the grocery store. Now, I haven't bought a beer in 20, 30 years or so or more.
2: You know, probably... Did you nah. ever, ever buy a beer because... Oh, I guess not. Because you were only 20 when we got married, and you haven't bought a beer right. since then.
1: You're right. I, and
2: you couldn't buy a beer before right. then.
1: Yeah. Okay, so, so we go, and, and I find the cheapest 24-ounce can of beer I can find. hmm And my wife wants to kill the slugs in our garden.
2: Because I have tried all kinds of things i've tried eggshells i've tried coffee grounds i've tried various kinds what'd you just say coffee grounds okay you put i read that if you put coffee grounds around your plants the slugs don't like climbing over the coffee grounds. no
1: i've heard what happens is they (coughs) all they all smell it and they go and uh, have a cup of coffee
2: I don't know, but all I know is that they ate the plants that I put the coffee grounds around. They ate them totally gone, so that well, did not work. a little
1: food. You always got to have coffee with your food.
2: And I've you know, i tried crumpling eggshells around my plants because I probably okay. don't like climbing. Anyway, long nothing story that short. I have long, done long, has long, really worked.
1: Long story short. So out of heard, desperation. We heard that yes. if you will put beer in little containers.
2: Uh-huh, with Cut little it's a holes more
1: humane way to kill the slugs because they get drunk off their <laughs> their back end. Well, do they have a back end? Anyway, they get all yes. drunk and die
2: because yeah. the
1: the the salt in the beer. I think
2: I don't know why, but the very first. Oh, you want to finish telling the buying the beer story? Okay, so oh, okay. I put the
1: twenty four ounce can in our cart, and I could really give a rip if anybody sees me buy a beer or not. I don't really care because it's none of their business. And, and and
2: you're definitely over twenty-one. <laughs> oh so my Yeah, my somebody
1: asked, did they card you? I said, No, they didn't card you. <laughs> they me.
2: looked at his white beard and didn't bother. That's
1: really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the big fat guy buying beard? <laughs> so um, anyway, I put it in the cart up on the top part where you you know put your keys and stuff, you know? Uh-huh. And well, of course you know. And so I'm wheeling the cart around the corner and I got busy because I like to look at things. And I started looking at a shelf or something. When I turned back, it was gone. <laughs> and I'm like, who took our beer? And then I noticed that she had, she had put it over on its side and then put all the other groceries <laughs> on top of it so that nobody saw the beer okay, in our you cart. you got
2: to realize that my great-grandma was a Temperance Union member.
1: Nobody knows what that means.
2: Well, okay, the, the ladies that, that came out... Um, after the saloons and tried to abolish um, alcohol uh-huh. because, you know, in excess alcohol can be a bad thing if people drink it to the exclusion of taking care of their families. Well,
1: sure, if you do mean know. If, if that's, and, yeah.
2: And back before women had the right to vote, there were you know, the the suffragettes which tried to get women the right to vote and part of the reason why women wanted the right to vote was because they wanted to um, limit the ability of men to take their whole paychecks and drink and gamble and whore them away, and you know spend all their money on vices and not take care of their families, and so you know that
1: reminds me of a Willie Nelson song.
2: Okay, have
1: you ever heard it? I, well, I'm gonna get drunk in a sure do regret because I know just what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna spend my money calling everybody, honey. Wind up singing the blues. Spend my spend my whole paycheck on some old wreck. And brother, I can name you a few. Have you ever heard that one?
2: I'm not sure if I remember that one. Yeah, well, but, how come I remember it all
1: these years later?
2: Yeah, well, but at the same time as the the suffrage movement that to get the women the right to vote. There's also the Temperance Union movement, which was to try to abolish alcohol. This is the
1: difference between you and me and how we explain weird, funny things that happen in our life.
2: So this, I'm just saying this is my background. My, My grandfather would not allow alcohol in the house. My dad would not allow even cooking sherry in the house. The only alcohol we had in the house was in the form of NyQuil. And it was only used if someone had a really, really bad cold and was coughing all night. Um, so we we were just a very strict, um, non-alcohol, non-drug home, but so it's kind of hard for me to buy alcohol when, you know, the only way we used alcohol growing up was as medicine, and my dad used to say, "You take medicine by the spoonful, not the cupful."
4: Uh.
2: So.
1: so the only other alcohol we've really ever bought was one time on our anniversary, years and years ago.
2: Yeah.
1: We bought a bottle of champagne, took one drink of it, <clears> didn't <throat> like it, it so we gave it to the neighbors. A, it
2: was a $4 bottle, uh, I think. Well, yeah,
1: but that was back then.
2: And it tasted like... So now it
1: would be at least $7.
2: You think so? I'm mm-hmm. not Maybe sure. Maybe not. Anyway, it tasted like rubbing alcohol mixed with sparkling mineral It probably water. was. It was pretty disgusting. So, and then the
1: only other time I've ever bought an al- bought ever purchased alcohol was um, uh, when I bought a bottle of wine to make a short rib recipe.
2: Mm-hmm. And we still have some of that bottle in the it's cupboard gross a year by now. a year later. Yeah. How long does wine last? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I bet
1: some of our listeners know how long can you keep wine after you've opened it? Cuz it It didn't been... have a cork though. I it's really cheap wine. I think it was $7 for the bottle.
2: Yeah, and you used it to make like three different roast recipes, and there's and still a spaghetti so recipe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm i actually not that thrilled with cooking with wine. I know you kind of liked it, but I'm not. Well, it
1: adds a different taste to things. If you want to do gourmet food and stuff like that, that's what you. I guess.
2: So, and, and anyway. It cooks the alcohol. Out, okay, so, so
1: then we get up to the check stand mm-hmm. after we've purchased, <laughs> I mean, got some other things, and I'm like, I'm looking for it, and. She put it on the on the conveyor belt, but she hid it around stuff. Put a
2: bunch of stuff around it.
1: So like you know, like when you're buying birth control stuff, oh. you know, you you just don't put it out there for the other person that's behind you to be nosy about, you know. But she did this to beer. Okay, and then what's what's you know what's funny Wait. is a friend of ours that is a youth pastor walks up at the exact same time that we're checking out, uh-huh. and there's the beer. And Amy's face is just like, of course, of course. Uh-huh. And then he goes, oh, that's no big deal. He goes, uh, you got to kill the slugs. And then, and then he goes on to proceed to tell a story about his daughter, who's what, six, I, I five or maybe six, five or six, who yeah. cried because they bought, they bought, uh, they
2: bought a little single serving of rum, size of, of rum, rum to make a rum cake.
1: And the little girl actually got it out of the 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 uh, grocery bag when they got home, unbeknownst to them opened it and dumped it out.
2: And put the bottle in the but, garbage. Yeah.
1: Because she she Cause and she it, cried because she thought that her parents. They, were...
2: Yeah, she thought they were going to become alcoholics for the single slice of rum that's going to be going into food that is going to be cooked out. Right. But it sounds like something I would have done when I was a little girl because I was so brainwashed you that alcohol do was bad. You would. Still I do actually it. did dump out probably hundreds of dollars worth of booze at my uncle's house when we okay. cleaned out his cupboard. So,
1: so there you go. That was our Oops. that was our experience. <laughs> I didn't want to contribute Amy bought to bought her first beer so the next time she asked her son to get the beer for her so we now have two more cans of 24 actually only one more only one more left
2: put one out already this morning and
1: i told her this is awesome because you put out and say that you have free drinks and the slugs will come running
2: you know the the amazing thing is is isn't around on the house. Is embarrassed, you know, but you gotta realize too that we were youth ministers for over twenty years. We've and, talked ten
1: minutes about beer
2: and and you know I think that makes a difference to me because well yeah I always wanted to be a good example to yeah, all of the yeah, kids, and yeah. so to go to the store and buy alcohol, I didn't. A lot of times, what adults will do in moderation. Kids will do in excess, and I wanted to, you know, not be a bad example to them. So that's why I just haven't, you know, been real comfortable buying beer for the slugs. But it works great. And boy, Within...
1: the slugs love us because we buy beer for them. They just stand right outside the Seven Eleven. Well, I gotta tell
2: you, just in one of the containers, I the walked very up one time, and there we were so had... many
1: slugs. There was a big one that went, Psst, "Hey, you! Can you get us a six pack?"
2: Well, I'm telling you. In just one of my containers the very next day after putting beer in it mm-hmm. had like 15 dead slugs in it
1: gross i wonder what they taste like in beer
2: um i'm not going to try to hmm. eat slugs anyway <laughs> definitely not in <coughs> sluggy beer with bugs and ugh. Oh. <coughs> yeah not not my idea of a good time but, but yeah, beer works awesome at killing slugs. Beer. I got a bunch of little cottage, cottage cheese cartons from my mom. Cut little pieces out of it towards the top. Put the beer and put the lid back on, and put them in the...
1: The next thing you know, we're going to be eating back bacon.
2: I don't think so. That sounds yucky. Oh, no, back bacon is yummy. What is that, anyway? Never mind. Next number two. Huh? Start
4: that okay, okay Be real nice to him, eh okay okay. this is uh the hit single section of our album. Good uh, day, good day uh Getty Lee is here from rush H- uh, Hi, Getty. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother Doug. How's it going, Getty? Oh, it's going pretty good. Good day, eh good, good day, good day uh thanks for coming down to do our hit. Well, it's my pleasure eh did did our lawyer call you? Yeah. I'm, um, uh, you know, 10 bucks is 10 bucks. Uh, we were, uh, I hope you don't mind, but there's a photographer that's going to be taking pictures of us together to prove that you are here doing yeah. uh, the record In case people come, don't believe us. Yeah. How come he's not wearing a toque? Oh, he's not from the Great White North. Yeah. Okay, so if you'd like to uh, put on uh, a toque and some headphones, we can uh, do the hit single now. Sure. Okay. I, that'd be great. Do you, you have the lyric sheet? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I memorized them. Oh, great. Beauty. Okay. How did how did you do that so fast? I'm a professional. Eh? Oh,
1: <laughs> we'll just sit over here like while
4: you're singing, eh? Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks. Guys. Okay. Good luck, eh? Good okay. Knock. Okay. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Day. welcome to our single, I'm Bob McKenzie, and this is my brother Doug. How's it going, eh? Beauty, eh? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Okay, okay everyone, this record was my idea. Get out! It was. You're lying. He hit here just sort of rid on my coattail. Why are you doing this? It was our idea together, eh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We agreed to, to say that, but... Oh, take off! you name eh? yeah yeah it's good okay so good day our topic today is music that's right like because my brother and i are now experts in the field yeah eh? right because we're a band now and, uh yeah, yeah well so. except for him i'm a band oh how can you do that making me look bad you're such a hose hand yeah well take off take off. Right. It's a drum solo. Okay, everyone, like, this is me on the drums, Oh, eh? get out. It is not your It line. is soul. Stop
3: I lying, learned. will you Take off, eh? Oh, I... Take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off. Beauty, eh? Like magic, eh? It's yeah. coming in. Well, that's
4: like... It's like it was sung by angels what what it's over take, take off that no, can't be it is yeah it is because what? Hey, well hit records are short like no that, way yeah they're not that long okay so that's our topic for today so good day good day hey you guys what? Hey, no hey don't go no come back hey uh, look what you did everybody's going you you. You. come back i won't let him do it again yeah, my fault was yeah good. your yeah, fault you're such a hoser there's uh, no way the record with you hoser yep. okay that's fine i'll do a solo album fine and you'll be looking for me yeah, like I on another not. label oh, now everybody's gone good so, day good day so like take off to the great white north Beauty. beauty. take off it's a beauty way to go Jeez. take off you hosers hey getty we like to thank you for coming on uh the album singing on the hit single well it was my pleasure eh? like i wish you guys like lots of success and everything <laughs> beauty <laughs> thanks thanks Eddie. a lot eh oh, that's great you're welcome okay like if we do another one maybe uh you could do it well slow down eh okay <laughs> one at a time right don't okay. push the guy yeah eh? okay okay sorry but you know like thanks for this one thank you no, and no sweat yeah good day good day good day, good day. Okay.
1: Our friends in Canada will understand.
2: Back bacon? (coughs) Never mind. You make bacon (coughs) out of something Take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. I have no idea what you're doing.
1: Look it up on Google.
2: Okay. So, what did you do this week? (laughs) Or do we need to play a promo?
1: Let's play a promo and come back and talk about what we did this week. Because we we just talked...
2: About beer.
1: Twelve and a half minutes about beer. On yeah. the Take It With You podcast. Never thought it would happen. <laughs> so we'll be right back. i got to go get a brewski, pop a cold one, and we'll talk about our week. <laughs> okay. The radio station in Chester's Mill may have burned down, but you can still hear hits like And
3: they're still having fun. Chester's Mill's the
1: one. And Splish Splash the egg was taking a bath. Deep below a the filled lake Rob-a-dub, that's how Julia did Club Making this decision in haste All thanks to Under the Dome Radio This summer, Troy and Wayne returned to discuss what happened when we were blinded by the light Wrapped up in the noose, as the dome, it turned to white. Blinded by the light. Holding on to a lever, as the dome, it turned to white.
4: Blinded Be sure to set the dial of your podcasting
1: app to Under the Dome Radio. And keep the propane donations flowing at...
3: Under the Dome, dome radio.com
1: A proud member of the Noodle Mix Network.
0: Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because?
2: Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce.
0: And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. Hey, it's me, Al. Listen, I'm hijacking the Just Because podcast to start a new series all about the wonderful world of voice acting. Each episode, I'll have a professional voice actor on and ask them some serious, hard-hitting questions to get to the bottom of this in a world, you know, world. If you've ever wanted to know about the inner workings of this magical and mystical business, tune in to Just Because inside the voiceover studio. Tune in at justbecausepodcast.com and on iTunes. So I got to be on one of his programs.
2: Cool. Have yeah. you have you listened to very many yet has he put them they out? They don't very come out much?
1: until this I think this week. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you think that would be fun to listen to, do so because it'll be cool. Cuz a lot of our friends are podcasters and stuff, so they would and, probably and get a lot out of it. Voice
2: actors? Yeah, yeah. Um voice over actors and Yeah. I've even done a little of that. Which I'm not very good, but sometimes you need a female voice, and so you That's have to right. do that. If you know.
1: lived in Australia, would you be, instead of a voice-over artist, would you be a voice-down-under artist?
2: I'm not sure.
1: I just was wondering. You'll
2: have to ask your friend, Stefan. I could. Mm-hmm.
1: Stefan, if you're listening.
2: Are you a voice-under? <coughs> no, down-under. Down-under A
1: voice-down-under actor. I don't know. Our dog just had a bath, and she's visiting me.
2: And she's very wet. You're wet, but
1: you smell so good. Oh, look at her. Right? She after, comes over just to comfort me and puts right her paw on my shoulder. Right? After
2: she has a bath of. Hello. She's kind of fluffy. She is she's kind of. Kind of cute. cute. She's a little fluffy dog.
1: A little fluffy dog. So this week has been pretty crazy. What uh we kind of have to um if we want to get things to roll here because we're going to play a message that I did last week, but mm-hmm. um maybe highlight a couple of things that happened this week for you dear.
2: Well, I had work, but we had some sunny days, so I got to work in the garden a bit, which sunny I'm going to do that more as soon as I'm done with the podcast here. Um, She's been mad at me because I've, I've had... Been... Yes. You... Yeah. And I've had a good week in many ways. Catherine had a bunch of friends over yesterday, and our boys and their wives came over last night for We had game a game nine. night.
1: We played apples to apples.
2: <clears throat> um. So in some ways it was a really good week. Um, I've had we've had some sad things this week too <sighs> because um, a family that lived next to us for like thirteen years and their kids were constantly at our house. Yeah, the oldest boy, who's Catherine's age, um, passed away this week. And yeah, um, that was sad. He was com- only eighteen. Yeah, complications of. Epilepsy or yeah. something like that. So if you
1: think about, it, pray for the Horton family. Yeah,
2: and they were really kind hard. of, they were kind of like our kids. Their daughter that was close to our daughter's age, Catherine, kind of adopted her as a little sister, and they always did all sleepovers. And yeah, so it it just it, wasn't just a good situation. It was all very difficult. Hard, 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 and I feel for the family. And yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's been hard. Um, but you know, we had great times with our kids last night, and I think I needed to be around our kids even more yeah. yesterday, um because it was just Friday that that our neighbor boy had passed away and and um, it was good to see our kids last night. You just you know, I think when things tragic things like that happen, it just makes you. Realize the importance of spending time with your family and making sure yeah. they know that you yeah, love them. Um, so, so that was kind of hard, but some good times too this week. What did you do this week, dear? Uh, um, you finished editing some videos, yeah. I
1: did some videos for the YMCA here in Grace Harbor, which was cool. I mm-hmm. uh, got my new camera.
2: Yep, and you've been trying to figure out all. It's the a little
1: more difficult things. than I expected. It's very fancy, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of technical things to learn about it. So right now, honestly, I'm learning how to focus it.
2: You taught me something about my iPhone camera t- this week Th-
1: that you didn't know.
2: Yeah, because what? I like really simple things. I don't like real complicated. What cameras. did I teach you? That I should clean the lens on my camera. Are you kidding me? The reason why my my pictures are turning out fuzzy because they have grease said, on them. Said, well, you need to clean the lens on your camera.
1: Oh, and then, so it's she good wa- to be related
2: so, to a, a photographer that can teach because me. Because the these iPhone things. will
1: take beautiful pictures. Yeah, I. That's, They're crystal clear. That's I have people confused my used. iPhone. I have artwork that I've done with my iPhone mm-hmm. and blown up big, and it looks awesome and everything, or put on Facebook and it looks great. And then somebody'll go, What kind of camera are you using? Is that your fancy one? And I'm like, No.
2: That was my iPhone. That was my iPhone. But I can't remember. I don't know.
1: But here's the funny part though.
2: How many pixels? So I say eight. Okay. And my first digital camera you bought me that I was so excited about was one point five. I
1: know, and I spent like three hundred bucks on it.
2: Did you really? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, I didn't realize it was that. Okay, so here's
1: the funny part though. Uh, you show me the, the picture and you say, how's that? And I'm like, uh, it's kind of blurry. Let me look at your camera. So you hand me your phone and there's two cameras on the phone. There's one in the back and one in the front. Mm-hmm. And the front would be the, well, I don't know which one is the front and back. I think it's the back camera is the one you take pictures mostly with.
2: Another one is the, the front camera, camera that you, or you can Do take pictures, time and stuff. pictures of yourself.
1: With. Right. So... Mm-hmm. You ask me, well, now, so, okay, so you clean the back one, and then you say, now, should I, I'm going to have to clean this one, too, so it works, right? For the back. I really have no clue. And I'm like, no, you don't have to worry about, well, I mean, unless you want to take pictures, it's less resolution and everything. It's not as good a camera.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe it is on the iPhone. I'm not sure. But you do. other 5. I don't know. I think it's a little better yeah. than on a 4. Yeah. Because on the 4, the, the camera that faces which, you, that you do like face Which, like, by the way, blurry. I
1: am now eligible for an upgrade.
2: Yeah, but it's kind of down the list always. It is. We have a few other more important necessities. Which is exciting, though, because upgrade.
1: now instead of taking whatever <laughs> is out at this time,
2: mm-hmm. I can
1: wait maybe until they come out with the iPhone
2: 6. Or wait and get a five later when it's a lot less expensive. You might be able to get one for like $50 Are you kidding? with your upgrade. Are you kidding me? Then we can You've share had a be- okay. okay.
1: You've had a better phone than me for almost two years.
2: Yeah, but you're home all the time with your computers and laptops and iPads. And I'm out and about and all I have is my phone.
3: Uh,
1: which, by the way, uh huh, the new camera that yeah. I got. Yeah. It's wireless.
2: Yes, I know. You're it's pretty
1: 21 excited. megapixels. I
2: had to wait like in half an hour to start the pi- podcast because you were playing with the pictures you just took today. At the grocery store. And wirelessly downloaded. Or the, f-
1: the farm stand that we were at.
2: Yeah, you really thought that was cool. And I was trying to be patient. I think we're going to
1: we're going to see we might do the Mountiful Harvest Baskets.
2: We're thinking we have to order them tomorrow and sign oh, if, up if we're for gonna them do it? tomorrow. Yeah, if we want it the next Saturday. And we have to get up at like 7 o'clock and drive about 20 minutes to go get them. Oh. Yeah. So oh. I'm not sure about that. Early Saturday morning. The only morning we can sleep in or I can sleep in.
1: Are you saying I can sleep in more than you can? Do I ever sleep in more than you once in a great once while? Once in a great
2: while, you might, but... Kind of hard. When you, you know, when we get older, it's kind of weird that we can't sleep in anymore.
1: Sleeping in, is to us, is like, like 8 o'clock in the morning. That's really yeah, late.
2: like 7.30 if we're doing good. I remember when time. I was
1: a teenager, I could sleep until noon.
2: I never really had that luxury because you would live on a dairy on a farm. Oh, uh, yeah and if you missed meals you missed meals right so <laughs> you were expected no matter how late you were out the night before to be at breakfast and it usually was preceded by two or three hours of work yeah before breakfast <laughs> so at was, least
1: yeah so so this new camera i've been trying to talk about my new camera okay I got.
2: and i got on dairy for me it's okay okay
1: this new camera that I got. Now, what are you doing? You're zoning out? You're going to start your phone without reading and not listen to me?
2: I, I was just going to play words with friends while you talked about your camera.
1: Okay, this is the great <laughs> podcast because my co-host here is just so aware of what's going on.
2: Well, I just, I'm not a techie person as All much right. as you are.
1: We'll do, a, I'll do a whole review on my camera uh, when I have, Actually got it to work right. Right but now I'm having trouble focusing. Right now focusing you're
2: it. you're trying to figure it out. Yeah,
1: it's pretty cool, but it's a Canon 70D as in dog, mm-hmm. or as in.
2: And the the main dynamic. reason the main reason why you got it was because Auto-focus you've been doing the, uh... a lot more video shoots. Yeah, and the other camera that you were using, which actually wasn't yours, it was Catherine's. Uh huh. Um, it had a good video. Program kind of, but mm-hmm. it didn't autofocus, so you were constantly trying to focus. And yeah, very when you're difficult. doing action kind of things at the YMCA and mm-hmm. you know kids playing basketball and stuff, it was just almost impossible because yeah, yeah it just you had to keep on trying to focus. <coughs> and, yeah,
1: yeah. So that's I'll talk about more, more of that. But <laughs> there was something very exciting that happened this last weekend mm-hmm. that I had a great time doing and. I have to talk about it because I think I'm addicted. I think I got a problem. Okay, the is there
2: something that I don't know about?
1: Oh no, honey, you participated with me too. You, you dirty little lady.
2: Oh, I imagine it's very dirty.
1: It's very dirty. Some people would call <laughs> call our reputation mud.
2: Well, only if you add water to the dirt. That's
1: right. That's right. We had such a great time this weekend. We went to our local grocery store that offered this really cool service. and
2: We did it last year, too.
1: We did. And uh, it's unspeakable.
2: Why would it be unspeakable? Because I,
1: I was kind of enjoying talking. like
2: You're trying to act like we are very naughty. <laughs> naughty.
1: No, this would naughty would have been like chopping firewood. <laughs> okay. Naughty.
2: No, well, I emptied out all of our... Hanging basket containers. That's
1: right. You knew we were going to talk about gardening, didn't you?
2: I did. I no, I was talking dirty. about to our audience. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> we always
1: talk about it. A so they offered, if you if you bought the plant from the grocery mm-hmm. store. And
2: brought your own container, And brought your own
1: container, Then the master gardeners, which is actually people that are master gardeners, yeah, would plant them for you in free topsoil. You just had to bring your container in. And we did. We went in mm-hmm. and we got all our hang baskets made up from the master gardener people mm-hmm. and a couple of geraniums. And I bought some special flowers from my window box mm-hmm. that are right outside my studio.
2: Which it's hard for you to see because you have these big, dark, um, insulated curtains for your studio. But yeah. you can kind of peek out. Yeah. So
1: I, <laughs> I got some really cool flowers. And uh, so we got a bunch of uh, things called, I always get this, fuchsias. And there are four different colors. Yeah, we, that we got,
2: got several different kinds. Now, marshmallow um,
1: fuchus,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Uh red eye, or or black eye, or something like that. I can't
2: remember all the uh, names.
1: First love, mm-hmm. and then some other one.
2: Yeah, so there are various colors of whites, pinks, lavenders, reds, and purples. Yeah,
1: and they look like alien. These are my alien <laughs> flowers.
2: Yeah. Um mostly so they're we, just green right. That's now, what we did on Saturday starts. morning. It was quite fun actually. Um and you took your new camera and I suggested you send some pictures of them planting to the greystharbortalk.com. Did oh, you no, remember to send no. them? uh uh-uh. uh
1: I have them, still.
2: Okay, well. Yeah. So, um we probably need to do that because they're going to be doing it again on the 26th. So anyone that's, right. that's in our local area.
1: You can go get your plants, buy your plants, get them planted for
2: free. Yeah, and there are several other places that do that, um, that the Master Gardeners, I think, in Olympia area, Fred Meyer has a similar thing that if you bring bring a container... That they will provide the soil and plant them for you to buy plants. That's
1: true. So that was kind of a highlight of the weekend. So <laughs> that's why we're doing the podcast today instead of yesterday yeah, because we were really we just busy. had too much fun. We
2: oh, and we went to the garbage dump yesterday too with a bunch of trimmings from yeah, our tree. Yeah, we had we had
1: some neighbor kids come over and and prune our trees and do some stuff so yeah Yeah, so so it's been a good it's been a good week in that aspect it's just sad about our neighbor but uh other than that it's been a good week so
2: yeah
1: all right anything else you want to share before we we can
2: share this message this is some a message that rick shared last week and i thought it was really good it's from um
1: Ephesians, ephesians chapter five
2: and um, that was basically written by Paul to the church at Ephesus, and he's encouraging them to um, grow up in God. And
1: so it's an—I mean, from from the perspective of listening, take a listen. It's
2: it's different. Yeah, well, it's it's a little bit more of a message to people who are believers about how to live as a believer. Um, so. It might not apply to everyone, but you might like it.
1: Yeah, there's some little nuggets of wisdom in there. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or I'm just flapping my jaws. I don't know. So, I think so that was we'll a play it. We'll message. be back after the message to wrap up things and uh, get going. Bye bye. So stick around. Here comes the message right now. we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 5 if you want to turn there. I'm going to be reading it too so you don't have to worry about things. Now let's hope the heater doesn't come back on so you can hear me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have coats, right?
1: We have right? No.
3: We have coats, right?
1: Right there. It's hanging above your head. Oh. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I can do this, though. I can go like this and I can talk in a microphone and then you can hear me better, huh? Does that work better? The heat's here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, we're in Ephesians chapter 5 this morning, I want to share, uh, we've been going through the book of Ephesians here at the church, and we've heard from several different people out of it, which is kind of fun, Uh, but in this case, um, I was asked to speak on Ephesians chapter 5, 1 through 20, which was kind of relieving because the next chapter is all about wives submitting to their husbands, and so I didn't really want to cover that one, (laughs) because I still, you know. I want to live, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> actually, be surprised at what I believe about that. I'm a lot more open-minded than I used to be, huh? She just looks at you me. You
2: wanted to
1: stay married. <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I think, um, I think a lot of times we can... The Bible's never supposed to be a weapon against people. And I think sometimes it can be used that way quite a bit, actually. People use scripture to bash other people over the head. And that really isn't the meaning of it. The only time the Bible should ever be used as a weapon is against the devil. Can you see that? You remember that uh, passage of scripture where uh, Jesus is out in, out in the, the desert, in the wilderness, and says Satan comes and tempts him? Remember that? And then says, well, look at it. if you're the son of God, then turn these stones to bread, because I know you're hungry. And, and Jesus, instead of going, hey, I've never thought about that. I think I will. Let's have some toast. He doesn't do that. What does he do? He gets the word of God. And he says, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Zing! And, and that's basically what Jesus would use scripture only as a weapon to stop things from happening when when the devil would entertain things. And that's how it works in, our, in the world we live today. A lot of times people will take scripture and they'll twist it around to get what they want out of it. And uh, that is using it in the wrong way. Scripture is supposed to encourage us. It's supposed to uh, correct us if we're going in the wrong way. It's supposed to be a positive situation, not a negative thing. So if you ever get around somebody that's always using scripture to knock you over the head, get away. It's not worth it. Uh, I remember a story that I've heard many times, actually from the guy that happened to said he was there. You remember Jim Jones and the guy that uh, that uh, all those people died with drinking Kool Aid and got Guyana, on, on, something like that. He uh, started out as an actual gospel pastor and he preached the gospel, and then he got weird. And the, the more he got weird, the more he would say different weird things from the pulpit. And one day he told everybody to take their Bibles and put them under their seat their, or their pew. Because he was going to tell them something today that he that he felt was from God. And they did it. People And the people that put their Bibles under their thing and didn't read and didn't check it are the ones that went with him and died. Um, but the, there were several people that got actually up in front of all their peers and everything when he said that and took their Bibles and walked out. Good for them. Because that's, you don't, you don't take people's word for things, you take God's words for things. It has nothing to do with the message today. <laughs> I got that for free. It was a good read. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll never forget hearing for the first time the difference between religion and relationship. And I think this is uh, probably the, the key to what I preach about and that I believe that religion was was all the different stuff that we do to try and get God to love us. But relationship was all the stuff that God did for us because he loved us. And he reached down to us. Instead of us reaching to him, he reached to us, which is a relationship, not religion. And so the first thing I wrote down to lead into today's message, if we're gonna be in chapter five, uh, verses one through 20, was We don't do good to be loved by God. We don't have a a, a spiritual checklist that we do so that we can be worthy of God's love. If we did that, none of us would make it because God is amazing, he's huge, he's gigantic, He's, he's perfect. How could we ever measure up to God's standards to be accepted by him? No, the reason that we do good, the reason that we try to make a difference in this world for God is because he loved us already. The Bible says that, That when we were dead in our sin and our trespasses, when we were messing up, not even acknowledging that God existed or was real, that He still loved us and cared for us and sacrificed His Son for us. That's pretty amazing that somebody who we're not even acknowledging would be so kind to love us before we ever loved Him. That's pretty cool. So with that in mind, let's get in. I'm going to read out of the Message Bible today. Because I think it has a really important way of putting it. Because there are a lot of stuff we could concentrate on this, but I'm going to do it a little bit different than you might think. It says this. Watch what God does, and then do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. When we were uh, raising our kids, before they got to the point where uh, mom and dad became less smart, that's all I'll say. um I remember my kids wanting to do what Amy or I did. They would watch us when they were little, you know, and if we were doing something they, they so if we did bad stuff, they would too, and if we did good stuff they would they would mimic that they would they would emulate that, and they thought we were heroes, you know when we were little when they were little <laughs> and I love how it puts it here: watch what God does. And then you do it, like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. If you want a good example of how to behave as a believer, watch God. Look at what Jesus did when he was on this earth. Watch what, what Read the stories of what he did, and, and look at the things that you know to be the nature of God, and then do it. Instead of comparing ourselves to other people and saying, Oh, if I could only be like that, believer." I can only be like that popular preacher on TV. For I can only be, let me just tell you, when you compare yourself with other people, you are on a slippery slope. Because guess what? They will disappoint you. People make mistakes. They're just people. And yet when we put them up on a pedestal, they fall hard. And the farther you put them up, the harder they fall. And we have to be really careful with that. Love what it says. The Bible says, watch God, what God does and then do it like little children who learn proper behavior from their parents, mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that that's a tall order, but that's pretty cool. <clears throat> I love that this, oh, love. I like that this definition of love is, is one that gives you room to make mistakes. And, it, and, and if we're going to err, we err on the side of being extravagant with our love. So how does Jesus love you? I mean, how, and when you think about how Jesus loves you, how does he love you? Have you ever been, have you ever heard Jesus say, boy, you're you're just such a jerk? No? Have you ever heard um have you ever heard Jesus say, Man, I am so sorry that we ever created you. This is ridiculous. I can't believe that I ever did that. No? You never hear anything like that come from Jesus. Whoops. Shut off your phone, Rick. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus is talking. To you. That's right. <laughs> You always hear Jesus say, "Turn off your phone, Rick." But the fact is, Jesus loves us unconditionally. He cares about us even when we're making mistakes, even when we're not listening to Him. He still cares about us, and His extravagant love is amazing. It's not—we don't really deserve it at all. I mean, you—you you and I both know what we're like without God. Okay, it isn't pretty, is it? Okay, I'll just be honest. I'm not very cool without God. Trust me on this one. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, I'm so awesome, look at me. But really, we all know who we really are when we don't have God's influence in our life. It's not so cool. And I I think it's really interesting that God's love is so extravagant that he loves us even when we're messing up. Now, here's an interesting thing. If you go in, there's this really cool tool that you can find online now. used to be you only could get books of this, but it's called the Greek Interlinear Bible. If you ever have time to do this, look it up. Uh, it's all, I think it's at BibleStudyTools.com. Anyway, it takes the original language that the Bible was written in and puts it alongside English. So, like, up, up, actually, up, the, the uh, Greek is above it and the uh, English is below it. And then it highlights the words. And you can click on them. And I could have done an amazing, huge, eight-week course on the words that are said in this particular passage, and it's fascinating. Not at all what sometimes we think when we use the limited English language. We go, oh, that must mean this, or that must mean that. When you actually read it, it has so much more depth and so much more meaning. So I did that. I was looking through to see, what are they really trying to get across? Because it seems to me like this first part of the chapter is a bunch of, don't do this, and I've always, I've always thought that the Bible's full of do this and you won't have time to do that. I've always looked at it a different way than, than uh, some have said. You know, it's you know correcting you all the time. I think it's, it tells you a lot of things you could do and if you do those, you really won't have time to do the stuff you're not supposed to. In this case, very interesting when it talks about the different things. And, and here we go. Verse three says, don't allow love To turn into lust, setting off a downhill slide into sexual promiscuity, filthy practices, or bullying greed. Though some tongues just love the taste of gossip, those who follow Jesus have better uses for language than that. Don't talk dirty or silly. That kind of talk doesn't fit our style. Thanksgiving is our dialect. Now, that is really an interesting passage, and when you look at it, the basic premise of what they're saying in the the Greek is, don't get so carried away in fulfilling your own desires that you don't fulfill the desires of God. And it's really, how many know it's easy to do that? It's easy to get wrapped up in what we want so much that we lose focus on what God wants. And this is really interesting. He calls out and he says, here are some of the behaviors that happen when you allow love to turn into lust. And the difference between love and lust is love is unconditional and says, I'm going to please you. I'm going to try and help you. Lust, on the other hand, says, I am going to please me and use you. Isn't that interesting? So lust and love have similar qualities as far as the pursuit, but they're different motives. And it's easy to get so enamored with something that instead of you serving, you become wanting to be served. And it flips around. When that happens, and we can all attest to this, when we allow something to own us, and we become um, lustful about something, what follows with that? All the other things that it says. All these things just fall right on top of it. And pretty soon we're in a big mess and we're going, why, how did I ever get here? Well, it's because we allowed love to turn to lust. I wrote down, a relationship with God makes a difference in how we live everyday life. When people look at us, there are so many people that say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, or they wear a Christian t-shirt and say, you know, I'm born again, you know, believers aren't... uh, Perfect, we're just forgiven, or you know, I'm not saying you can't wear those kind of things, but get me here. A lot of us will put it on as a hobby, and people will know that we're a Christian only because we say we are, not necessarily because of the way we act. And really, if you think about it, we really should be acting more like a Christian than announcing that we are. Do you know that if we will live like God wants us to live, serving and loving people, then that, will, that rubs off on people, and pretty soon they will ask the question, Why do you do this? What's different about you? Woo-hoo! I like that. It's like a backfire. <clears throat> <clears throat> Verse 5 says this, You can be sure that using people or religion or things just for what you can get out of them, the usual variations on idolatry will get you nowhere, and certainly nowhere near the kingdom of Christ, the kingdom of God. Don't let yourselves get taken in by religious smooth talk. God gets furious with people who are full of religious sales talk, but want nothing to do with him. Don't even hang around people like that. (laughs) And I got to thinking about this. We have such an opposite mentality sometimes about the people we're supposed to hang out with. Have you ever thought about this? Sometimes, and we've done this before, I've done this before, we get involved in a group of people that are, are mutual believers. We, you know, we all believe in God and we're, you know, going through the journey or whatever. And then, and then we'll we'll quit hanging out with people that really need us to hang out with them. Have you, ever noticed, have you ever noticed? They called Jesus friend of sinners. They called him a, ta- a, a friend of tax collectors, a glutton, and a wino. That's what they called Jesus. You know why? Because he didn't hang out with the religious people. He hung out with the common people. Oh, you're flying. He hung out with... I'm getting into this. <laughs> yeah. He hung out with people that needed him to hang out with them. And he wasn't scared of them. He understood what they were going through, which is like, wow. And you know what? Some of the most honest people are are not religious people. I hate to say that, <laughs> but it's true. At least they're straightforward about it. At least they tell you what's going on, and you know where they stand. It's better than somebody going, man. If I say that, they're going to think I'm a bad Christian, so I better not say that. So I can't tell the truth there. I can't do. I love what it says here, though don't hang out with people that are are into idolatry what is idolatry we we hear the term used because we have american idol and you know we we hear idolatry but we don't really live in a time when they had idols that people worshipped however we do live in a time when people worship idols we just don't call them idols unless you're watching american Idol, sports stars movie stars uh famous people, in, uh, politicians, although I would find it hard to idolize politicians, but there's people that do, and, and so on and so forth, and guess what, guess what included in that are preachers, and strong Christian celebrities, We there are people that we idolize, and we're not supposed to, we're, you know, people are all the same, they're in the same boat, we're all the same before God. I'm no better than you, you're no better than me, we're all just better than we used to be, I hope. And it's true. If we think that way, we're gonna get a lot long, a lot better and we're not gonna idolize people. We won't be so surprised when somebody makes a mistake. You know, I I really fear for people that are in leadership in the church because of all the idolatry that happens. When they make one little mistake, their whole thing is over, it's over. And, and that's because we put them way too far up. They're just human beings. You know, And then when somebody starts... I always say this. When somebody starts believing their own press releases, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Our, our goal is to be humble and to love like Jesus loves and hang around people that Jesus would hang around, which would revolutionize the church if we actually did it. Because all of a sudden, we wouldn't be having church as much inside four walls. We'd be out as the church touching people's lives. Eh, isn't this comfortable? Okay. I said, uh, number three is my uh, in my my points is, our world is filled with narcissistic people and preachers and ministries. And I wrote in big letters, don't participate with them. Do you know what? The only reason they exist is because we feed them. You ever watch that campaign they had called Feed the Pig"? It was like, I don't know, there was some big greed like, uh, campaign that they were trying to come against corporate greed and everything so they had this campaign called feed the pig and it was, it was quite effective but it's true a fire doesn't burn unless you put wood on it or, or fuel and sometimes we, get, we support these people that are so narcissistic and as a result of it we allow them to continue and we're not supposed to do that don't participate he says don't even hang out with people like that Verse 8, you groped your way through that murk once, but no longer. You're out in the open now. The bright light of Christ makes your way plain, so no more stumbling around. Get on with it. The good, the right, the true. These are the actions appropriate for daylight hours. Figure out what will please Christ, and then do it. What if instead of concentrating so much on all these other things, that we actually concentrated on what God wanted us to do in our life? That it was out there. Here's how you can tell if something's from God or not: if you can stand it up in the light and it stands still. Did you know that God doesn't have you? The only thing God has you do in secret is pray. Have you ever, have you ever read that? There's nothing that God says that you should do in your relationship with Him that's secret except to pray for other people, so that you don't, so people don't go, "Oh my gosh." They're amazing. What prayer warriors, whatever. But the fact is, the Bible says that when we have a relationship with God, everything is in the light. There should be a big. It's like the big bat bat signal. It, I saw that. I thought bat signal. By the way, for those of you listening on the tape, tape the recording. Daryl has a Batman symbol on his sweatshirt, so it's like the big bat signal being shown right at you, and it just kind of exposes everything. If we're doing what God wants us to do, it can stand up to the scrutiny of the light being shined on it. It's it's the, the bad things that we're doing that if the light is shined on them, go scurrying off and, and embarrass us. So he says, you know, do the goods. Quit being in all that murk and mire and just start doing what you know you're supposed to do. And I wrote down number four. It's about living to please Jesus, not ourselves and our own lusts. We're supposed to be living to please God. All right, verse 11. We're making good time, man. We're just rocking through this. Don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. Expose these things for the sham they are. It's a scandal when people waste their lives on things they must do in the darkness where no one will see. Rip the cover off those frauds and see how attractive they look in the light of Christ. What a great, what a great, um, what do you call that, procedure to do. Rip the covers off and see if it's really of God. It it will stand. If it's of God, it it will go haywire if, if it's put to the light and it's not of God. I love what it says. Wake up from your sleep. Climb out of your coffins. Christ will show you the light. It's like Night of the Living Dead. (laughs) Wake up. You know, we've got so many zombies running around the world today. Uh, Dead. The walking dead. Oh, whoops. Mm. (laughs) And it says, Climb out of your coffins, and Christ will show you the light. Wake. Wake up. What was that, was it the? remember, oh, you guys won't remember this. You're too young to remember this. You might remember this, but you won't remember this. <laughs> anyway, you remember, was it, was it aqua velva? You, you put on the stuff, and then, oh, <laughs> and wow! It's saying, wake up. And then it says, Shh. so watch your step. Use your head. Make the most of every chance you get. These are desperate times. I know so many people that when they walk into church, cash in their brains. Uh, it's like, you know how people will have the cell phone box when you go into like a meeting and they want you to not have your cell phone, so you, everybody puts their cell phones in this box? It's like that at church sometimes for brains. Come on in, but just drop your brain here and just follow mindlessly whatever somebody tells you to do. That is not at all what God designed us to be like. In fact, if you can't question the leadership at a church, you shouldn't be going there. Ask lots of questions. It's okay. Yeah, you may be a pain in the backside, but at least you'll know the truth. And it's it's what God wants us to do, to be open and to to have things exposed to the light. Watch our step. Use our head. Don't, Don't be stupid. Make sure we understand... What the master wants. Don't live carelessly, unthinkably. Make sure we understand what God wants for our lives. I wrote, the current is always pulling us downstream. How we swim against it will determine how far things get. Lakes are really nice because there's not a whole lot of current in lakes. Unless the wind is going and it blows you around. Lakes are nice. I remember being on vacation at Lake Sylvia. Sil- 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 Sylvia, sorry. And uh, reading my, I had a Star Trek book. I even put my my smartphone in a, in a baggie just in case I dropped it, but I took it with me. And I'm floating around the lake, and I could just read for hours, no problems. Kick back, enjoy the time. But you get yourself in a river? We grew up on the East Oakman Road, and a river ran through our property, and, Uh, At that time you were allowed to put fences over the river because your cattle would get could walk through the water and go to your neighbors So you could build a fence across I don't think you're supposed to but we did it and we didn't get in trouble nowadays I think you can't do that anymore, but we would get in enter tubes and we would enter tube the river down and I'm telling you what It was a strong current and some places were stronger than others, and you had to be careful because if it came around a certain part, there'd be like a swirly, like whirlpool kind of thing, and you'd hit some of those logs that are up against the thing, and that's what a fish always were when you when you'd go fishing. But it was a strong current, and you could get whipped in and pulled under. Not very fun. You had to be really careful, and that's why you took people with you when you did it. Enter tubing, fun, a lot of fun. But the current was strong. You could not just, if, if you got off of your energy, to pick like look at something or get up or maybe you had to go potty or something, you know. So you jump off and you run off into the woods and then when you come back, if you left your energy in the river, it, it was a wild downstream. Because it just kept going and it never stops. there isn't really a lot of quiet places in the river because the current keeps going. And we live in a world like that. We live in a river. And it's always constantly going downhill. It's always constantly. And if you if if you just stay neutral on things, you will flow down the river. But if you fight back, if you say, no, I'm, I'm made for more than this. If you start to, to paddle a little bit and get some help and start going, maybe turn that motor on, you can go upstream even when the stream's coming down. But it's always, the, the world is always pulling us downstream. How we swim against it determines how far things get in our lives. And a lot of times people give up, and that's the reason they just get into their, into their just their lust and their and their desires of what they want, and their selfishness, and it just it just goes downhill. And then they don't understand why am I at rock bottom? Well, because you just let go, and you ha- you aren't fighting. It. And then the last interesting part of the scripture here is, it says, "Don't drink too much wine, that cheapens your life. Drink the Spirit of God." Huge drafts of him. Sing hymns instead of drinking songs. Sing songs from your heart to Christ. Sing praises over everything. Any excuse for a song to God the Father in the name of our Master, Jesus Christ. Now, I know we live in a world now where a lot of people in churches and stuff say it's okay to drink. And if you notice, it doesn't say don't drink. It says don't drink too much wine. So it's not saying you can't have alcohol. I mean, in the culture in which the the Bible was written, in the times that it was written, they didn't drink, the water was, it it wasn't fresh all the time. Anyway, they drank a lot of wine. But the point here isn't that you can't drink wine. The point here is not to always medicate. Because when you medicate, it cheapens your life. Pretty soon, everything's kind of sluggish and, and we look, forward more, <laughs> we look forward more to the medication than we do life. But that's what happens when we get addicted to things. And I don't think it's just talking about wine there. I think there's a lot of other things that we could put into that place. It's not that you can't enjoy something like that. I think it's what it's trying to say is, is um, what, he's, what he's trying to get across is, drink more of God than you do other stuff. Let I love it how it says uh, huge drafts of him,
3: <laughs>
1: you know when beer's on tap, man. Whoosh, yeah, it seems like it's never gonna quit, you know. Uh I remember getting the uh, when we were doing youth group, we would buy big kegs of root beer, Thomas Kemper root beer, and it was awesome. Remember that? And, and you don't know, remember the, the root beer? It was so fun. Uh, yeah, then we'd do baptism. We'd have a, a, a river party, but with root beer. But the funny part about uh, getting drafts of root beer <laughs> was that it never seemed to quit, man. There was a ton of stuff in that keg. It was big. It's not like grabbing a 12-pack. You're talking lots, but you could really drink a lot. Anyway, my point is, um, when it says this, drink huge drafts of the Spirit of God, in other words, overdose on God. If you're going to overdose on anything, overdose on Him. And I love this. With every opportunity, instead of singing the drinking songs, sing sing about God and praise God. That doesn't mean you can't, you know, a lot of the hymns and stuff that we sing were bar songs. Yeah. A lot of them were, were popular tunes of the day, but they put Christian lyrics to them. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So, I, you know, I like doing that kind of thing. I like taking cool music and putting different lyrics to it. It's a lot of fun. But... uh I think, again, the point is that you're not supposed to go out and, and take, you know, uh, um, what's that happy song by, what's his name with the, with the big hat? Farrell. Feral. Feral, is that his name? Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, I, I don't think it means that we take that song and put different lyrics to it. I, I, <laughs> I just think he's trying to say, every time you have an opportunity to praise and worship God, do it. Just do it. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be up in front of anybody. You could just make that a part of, of your life. I said, uh, it's easy to use substances that help us numb the pain or keep us safe from dealing with the real issues of our life. However, how many know that once the anesthesia wears off, it's still there? Unless it gets fixed, it's still there. I hate going to the dentist. How many people hate going to the dentist? Mm-hmm. Do you know though, when you get a root canal, and I know this is uncomfortable to talk about, if they don't get all of this stuff out and they fill it back up, pretty soon it starts aching again and it gets abscessed because not all the gunk came out. Very interesting analogy of in life. If, you, if we don't allow God to take it all out and then fill it up with His Holy Spirit, we're going to chew funny. We're gonna, it's going to hurt. It's gonna, our life will abscess. And when we allow us to be filled with God instead of all these other things, it's wonderful to have an Ovocaine when your tooth hurts. But I'd rather have, I don't like it because it gets all numb in my nose. I drool, can't drink correctly. My tongue gets all, I can bite myself really easy. But when it wears off, I want it to be fixed so it doesn't hurt anymore. So it's very important that we deal with it. Sometimes you, you can't deal, you can numb it a little bit, but you're not supposed to live that way. I, I wouldn't want to ever live that way. Instead, look for opportunities to sing about God and praise Him. It really does help. So, Ephesians chapter 5, 1 through 20. That is really basic. I hope that's okay. I didn't do any great, huge Bible study here. I just wanted to talk about the fact that... I, oh, I never even told you what the name of the sermon was. It's called New Lives for Old. The Bible says we're supposed to take our old life traded in on this new one. Ah, that's the best feeling in the whole wide world. We had a van. <laughs> the red one with the paint? No, the white one. <laughs> okay. That we that when our kids were little we had a van that we bought from my mom. And it already had hundred and some thousand miles on it when we bought it. But oh it was cool when we first got it, you know? And we drove we drove it and drove it and the kids dropped it. Pretty soon it smelled and the doors didn't work right. And the mirrors were getting ripped off. And the paint was, you know, it was bad. And the tires were getting gross. And there were, like, molds growing on it. It was bad. And I'll never forget when it was time to get a new... We had to get something Transmission different. Transmission, that's right. We knew it was going out, starting to slip and everything. So we go to our local car dealership. And I drive up. And the best feeling in the whole wide world is when they say, you know, Mr. Moyer, we know this is in bad condition, but we'll give you X amount of money and we'll trade, you, trade in the old for the new. $300, $300 baby. Woo! And we were so excited. But no, seriously, that was the best feeling ever, to take that old, worn out, yucky, gross vehicle, trade it in, and even though I had big payments... On the new one, at least that one's paid off. But the new one was wonderful. It, it's so good when you sit down. I mean, it's not brand. We never, I don't think we've ever bought a brand new car. But it's new to us, and it smells new because I think they spray the new car scent in it or something. But you, you get in. Every, the clock works. <laughs> the, when you turn the key, it starts. <laughs> this is awesome. And, and, and it, it runs, and it goes places. That's the best feeling in the whole wide world. When you turn in the old for the new. It is fantastic. And I think that's what God is trying to say in this passage. is We don't live that old life anymore. We've traded it in for a new life. So quit acting like we lived in the old man. And start living in the new vehicle. Because it's a lot better. And it's, it's better for us. And it's better on us. And it'll give us opportunity to bring new stuff to other people. I'm going to close with... Uh, uh, I was going to sing the song, but I'm going to read it to you because it was a little difficult to learn quickly. But there was a song back in the 80s. That, and you know what? Sometimes you just can't change 80s song to sound okay. Nah, that's all I can say. I could read it, though. And I loved this song. Every time I heard it, I would play it. I overplayed it, but I loved it. It's called New Lives for Old. <clears throat> it says, they say he ran a carnival, and he used to come to town. Till one September afternoon, he shut it all down. They tell me something happened. Some say he lost his mind. Now, most September afternoons, this is what you'll find. An old man on the corner where he used to sell his show. Now he shouts what sounds like foolishness as the people come and go. He says, new lives for old, warm hearts for cold. Have I got a deal for you today? Come on. Step right this way and get your new lives for old. He puts it in the paper. He goes from door to door. The people say he's such a fool to come back for more. Old friends are mostly puzzled. They don't know what to say. Because ever since that afternoon, he's just been that way. It's like the old man died and someone came to take his place. Now he just stands out there bellowing, a smile on his wrinkled face. New lives for old. Warm hearts for cold. Have I got a deal for you today? Come on, step right this way and get your new lives for old. Remembering the story as I once passed through that town, I thought I ought to stop and see if he's still around. There was someone on the corner where I'd always heard he stand and he chuckled when I asked him where I could find the man. He said, well, thank God that crazy fool finally died last spring. And I said, I said, All right, then I'll take up where I left off then because I'm pushing the same thing. New lives for old, warm hearts for cold. Have I got a deal for you today? Come on, step right this way and get your new lives for old. Isn't that cool? Gave me me goosebumps. (laughs)
3: Let's
1: pray. God, we are so grateful that you've given us a new life. And Lord, it seems like we never really tap into that potential. It's so hard sometimes. And it's so easy just to live the old life that we've had. Would you help us today to have hope to live the life that you want us to? No, we're never going to be perfect. And that's okay. That's not what you want. You just want us to make the effort to fall in love with you. And we want to thank you for loving us, even when we make mistakes, and even when we're not perfect, and when we do bad stuff, God, you still care about us so much, and you leave open opportunities for us to live that new life that you've given us. Help us, Lord, to flee from the foolish and the, and the coarse jesting and, the, and the, the, the dirty lifestyle, and Lord, help us to embrace the pure and the, and the right, and, the, and love people the way that you love us. God, help us not to medicate our lives so much that we can't hear your voice anymore. We're sorry, Lord, for filling our hearts with things that aren't you, but filling with other stuff. Help us not to be idolaters, but to be people that worship you and love people the way you do. Thank you for caring about us. Thank you for the relationship you give to us when we seek your face. We give you all the praise, all the glory. Thank you for all that you do in Jesus' name. Okay, there you go. So, uh, you weren't bored by it at all?
2: No, I thought it was a really good message. Catherine
1: actually liked it too, I thought.
2: And she quoted it back to us several times this last week.
1: Wow. Really? Mm-hmm.
2: hmm Yep. She remembered parts of it. Hmm.
1: Yeah. What parts?
2: I'm trying to remember. Oh, you don't
1: remember, though. I, I just she remember, remembers, but I, you don't.
2: I, I remember that she said, remember Dad said... Don't, don't feel
1: bad, because I don't remember. I've,
2: I've, <laughs> I've preached
1: so many times that... it's I, I'll tell you what I do. I don't ever lie. Because when you lie, you have to remember what you said. Uh-huh. And I'm getting old enough now that I just have to say what I know to be true... And then just... <laughs> what was that? And then just hope that I did it okay. <laughs> like, what are you doing?
2: I yawned in it. <coughs> it. Made a funny sound when I yawned. You're, okay. You're fine,
1: dear. <laughs> it wasn't that bad.
2: Okay. No, I was
1: trying to say that I just tell the truth all the time and that way. Yeah. I don't have to remember if I lied or not.
2: Well, um, this next weekend... We'll probably put our podcast out next Sunday also, I'm thinking, because you're sharing a message um, at Raymond First Baptist Church next week. So we'll probably use that for our For our Easter. Because
1: yeah. next weekend is Easter. This is Palm Sunday, <laughs> mm-hmm. which, no, not Palm Pilot Sunday, <laughs> and not your palm of your hand Sunday, but this is significant in, in Christianity as, as far as...
2: The triumphal. That doesn't injury. make any sense, honey, to people, It's when saying. Jesus came into the city. It was a week Jerusalem. before he would, got
1: crucified. And yeah. he came in and everybody was celebrating him and everything. And then a week later, they were screaming, kill him, crucify him. Mm-hmm. So it's look it up. You can see what. What are you doing? You're making all these noises. Are you, are you that know. tired? I
2: keep on yawning. I need sunshine. I
1: guess you do. I, don't,
2: I need to be out of this dark studio. So our Easter <laughs>
1: special will be next week. And probably most likely we will also um put out on the feed sometime before Easter the the what are you looking at me for? The uh audio drama that we did for the Easter.
2: Beaten to a pulp that yeah, one. Correct. It's a little graphic.
1: Little graphic.
2: We have some great actors on it though. Yeah. That's all over the world. So.
1: All over the world.
2: Okay, so why don't you pray for people and we'll close up?
1: Um, I think I already did on the message. So oh, okay, we're good.
2: So this has been a more multimedia LLC production. Copyright two thousand and fourteen. All rights reserved. And we would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So you can contact us at you dot com or amy at takenwithyou.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also contact us on your face on our Facebook pages. Don't
1: contact us on your Facebook page though.
2: Well, something like that. So it's facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. Correct. I don't know why we have dot moyers instead of just moyer, but I think someone already had yep. Rick Moyer or Amy mm-hmm. Moyer. So we have dots in there. Yeah. In case anyone ever wondered why. No, we have nobody dots. had.
1: It wasn't because of that.
2: No? No. Okay.
1: It's just how it was.
2: All right. Yeah. We're just.
1: Dot Moyers. I'm a Dot Moyer. You're a Dot Moyer. We're all Dot Moyers. You want to build a snowman?
2: Oh, okay.
1: No, not That
2: that could be another 20-minute conversation.
1: We'll not go there. Okay, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to the program. If you want to donate, the PayPal button is on the Taking With You podcast page at you.com. my wife's going to yawn and go outside and work in her garden
2: yay sunshine
1: so in the meantime we'll see you next week on Easter for the Easter special from Taking with you blessings to you have a great day yay oh and uh, buy beer for Amy
2: for this one well it's all
3: Someone to tell you everything the of the line, of the Sit around and wonder what tomorrow will bring Maybe a damn I